Hello there. This is Series 11 of Satisfied. The Series 11 podcast enhanced the Bible study covering the book of 2 Timothy in the New Testament. This study is called To Be Found Faithful. I'm Melanie Newton, just an everyday kind of woman who loves the Lord and His Word. In the last podcast, we looked at the truth about Jesus Christ and why He is a treasure given to us by our God. Today's podcast will cover lesson four of this To Be Found Faithful Bible study. We will look at how to thrive as we stay faithful no matter the cost. In the last year of His ministry on earth, Jesus called the crowd to Him along with His disciples and issued a challenge. We find it in Mark chapter 8. This is what he said. Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. Later, Paul took that challenge and lived it out in his life. He gave up everything for Christ and he chose to stay faithful to him no matter the cost. He had modeled this for Timothy so he could write Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and say this, Join with me in suffering like a good soldier of Christ Jesus. A good soldier chooses to please his commanding officer and stay faithful to him. A faithful Christian chooses to please the Lord Jesus Christ and stay faithful to him no matter the cost. As Paul was writing this letter, the Roman Emperor Nero had begun an all-out assault on Christians. They were targeted as haters of mankind because of their refusal to participate in Roman social life that was intertwined with pagan worship. In and around Rome, scores of Christians were arrested and put to death in very gruesome ways. Naturally, this would stir up fear among anyone claiming to be a Christian. This created a big problem for the churches because some Christians being gripped with fear were denying Christ in front of their tormentors and agreeing to worship Caesar in order to save their own lives. They were not choosing to stay faithful no matter the cost. Through the past 2,000 years, many Christians facing persecution have chosen to stay faithful to Jesus no matter the cost to them, like Stephen did in Acts chapter 6 and 7. We call them martyrs. Our English word witness is a translation of the Greek word marturia, from which we get that word martyr. Any Christian who swears to tell the truth about Jesus Christ, regardless of the consequences, is a witness to the truth about Jesus. Those who are killed because of that witness are martyrs. They chose to stay faithful to Jesus no matter the cost. But staying faithful no matter the cost requires endurance. Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17, these words. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that outweighs them all. As we read through the book of Acts and many of Paul's letters, we see what happened to Paul over the years. Beatings, shipwrecks, being robbed, imprisoned, chased down, going hungry. How can he call those light and momentary troubles? Could you? 
Jesus said to his followers that we will have trouble in this world, all of us. It doesn't matter where you live or how much money you have or what kind of success you have gained. Some troubles simply come from living in this fallen world and are common to everyone. Illness, natural disasters, those are common. Other troubles like persecution and rejection are related to being a child of God living in an unbelieving world. Then there are those we inflict upon ourselves because of sin still present within us, our own bad choices. Or there are troubles that others inflict upon us because of their bad choices. Either way, we get stuck with the results. Any kind of suffering is painful. We don't need to pretend that it isn't painful. We can grieve over the losses or what is being denied to us that we desire. Jesus understands the pain we experience. Jesus wants to help us not only survive a lifetime of ups and downs, but also to thrive as we live through them. For that, you and I need to have something called endurance, something that Jesus had and that the Bible says is good for us. But endurance is only learned when there is a challenge to our comfort. And who likes that? The Bible teaches that endurance is required to live this life and stay faithful to God no matter what. You might have an idea about what endurance means. In our culture, we have endurance races and endurance tests. Endurance is a good word, but biblical endurance encompasses so much more. It is more related to the word perseverance. That's not a common word for us today. It used to be years ago. By definition, perseverance is holding to a course of action, a belief, or a purpose without giving way. Holding to without giving way. Staying faithful no matter what. That's the picture of biblical endurance. And biblical endurance has both purpose and reward. So let's learn a few truths that will illustrate the purpose and reward for endurance. These truths help us to stay faithful to Jesus, no matter what. Truth number one, endurance is good for us. The Greek word translated endure or endurance in the Bible is a strong word that means bearing under. It's holding up a load with staying power and stick-to-itiveness. It refers to tenacity to hold up under some long-term burden, not just getting stuck in traffic. If we think of that as suffering, we are trivializing what the Bible teaches. It carries the idea of whole life experience. The troubles that develop endurance aren't those of an afternoon. Biblical endurance is the quality that enables a person to stand on his or her feet when facing a storm head on. Endurance is good for us. It teaches us staying power for a long-term burden. Truth number two, endurance makes us stronger. Think about how we can prevent osteoporosis, a condition where bones have lost so much density that they look like Swiss cheese, making them weak. Holy bones are not good for anyone, 
especially older women. But to have strong bones requires regular intake of vitamin D and calcium plus load-bearing exercise. Nutrition alone won't develop strong bones. Bone needs to be stressed to become stronger. Bible study alone won't develop endurance. Just like load-bearing exercise makes your bones stronger, troubles that challenge your faith do that too. Biblical endurance through suffering makes us stronger. Truth number three, endurance is necessary to grow up into maturity. Think about the process of human development, teething, learning to walk and ride a bike, and adolescents are painful but necessary parts of developing into adulthood. The goal is to grow up into a fully functioning, responsible adult, right? What if my daddy never let me go away from home and experience challenges of personal decision-making? I couldn't grow up. What if my Heavenly Father never let me know any needs? I wouldn't know how to rely on Him for real strength. But here in America, we don't necessarily desire endurance. We get sidetracked with our comforts and our rights. Without endurance, we become satisfied with immaturity. We have men and women refusing to grow up into maturity in the workplace, in the home, and in the church. That's what happens when we overprotect children from going through troubles so they don't develop endurance and maturity. They've got a huge hurdle to cross when it comes to following Jesus. God's goal for us is to be mature and complete. Endurance is His tool to help us reach that goal, to grow up. Truth number four, endurance teaches us to depend on God more than on ourselves. Here's a popular saying that you've probably heard and likely seen on Facebook. God doesn't give you more than you can handle. True or false? Dear listener, this is a false teaching. It's bad. Why is it bad? Well, look at 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 8. Paul was in the center of God's will, doing everything that God purposed for him to do. This is what he plainly and unashamedly stated. I want you to listen carefully to this. We don't want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about the troubles we experienced in the province of Asia. We were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure, so that we despaired of life itself. Did you catch it? They were under great pressure, far beyond their ability to endure. Paul used a Greek term that meant exceedingly, beyond our strength and power. Oh yeah, God gives us more than we can handle, on our own that is. Listen to Paul's next words, verse 9. Indeed, we felt we had received the sentence of death, but this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. Going through troubles is God's will for us. He allows things in our lives to challenge us, but His motive is not to trip us up. His motive is not to make us fail. He wants to develop that endurance in us. It is not so we don't need Him any longer, but that we would rely on Him more. What do we tend to rely upon? Usually, it's our own inner strength. Our life experiences, 
our skills and know-how, our own logic. Paul had tons of experience figuring out how to get out of a messy, painful situation. But after all those years of walking with and serving God, if God wanted Paul to rely on him rather than on his own figuring out, dear believer, you can with confidence be assured that God wants you to rely on him more than on your own figuring out whenever you have pain and trouble. It's a given. God gives you more than you can handle on your own so that you will learn to rely on him more. What if you believed that God doesn't give you more than you can handle? Then something comes along that just wipes you out, that floors you, that takes every resource you have, and the pain is still there. That kind of teaching leads to a sense of failure because you couldn't handle whatever God gave you. Ask anyone who has a lifelong debilitating injury or illness. Ask anyone who has a physically or mentally challenged child. Ask anyone who has seen one job loss after another. Don't add to their pain by making them feel like failures. God gives everyone, you and me and your neighbor, more than we can handle on our own in order to drive us to him to rely on Him, to gain the confidence in Him so that we will depend on Him more. Endurance teaches us to depend on God more than on ourselves. Ten years after that deadly peril Paul described in 2 Corinthians, Paul reminded Timothy that endurance of suffering has purpose and also rewards. Here's what Paul wrote in 2 Timothy chapter 2. This is my gospel for which I am suffering even to the point of being chained like a criminal. But God's word is not chained. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect that they too may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. Paul looked at everything he endured during his whole adult life and still saw purpose. The purpose was the salvation of many. And he reminded Timothy that though Paul might be chained, God's word is not chained. The gospel is not chained. The purpose for enduring the present suffering had not changed. It was to stay faithful to Jesus Christ and his gospel no matter what. Paul also saw the reward of staying faithful was the eternal glory he would receive when he was greeted by his Savior in heaven. We have that same reward waiting for us as believers in Christ. But we have other rewards in the benefits we receive now as we learn to endure suffering. We get staying power for a long-term burden, which will happen sometime in our lives. We get stronger spiritual bones, we get mature faith that represents Christ well on this earth. We get the strength of the Lord on us as we depend upon Him more than on ourselves. And we get to love those who hear the gospel and believe in Jesus Christ because of our witness, staying faithful no matter the cost. Let Jesus satisfy your heart with His faithfulness then make the choice to stay faithful to Him for the rest of your life. 
Until next time, I'm Melanie Newton, and this is Series 11 of Satisfied.